0: Health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 79 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Katie Lynch, who you may know from Instagram as Katie Lynch LCSW. And we are talking about how your beliefs can affect your body image. And therefore, how changing your beliefs can improve your body image. Um, So I'm excited to share this short and sweet episode with you guys. Before I dive into the episode with Katie, just wanted to let you guys know that I am accepting one-on-one coaching clients into my three-month coaching program right now. So if you're interested in working together on your relationship to food and body, now is definitely the time. Um, The best thing you can do is go over to my Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD and click the link in my bio, click the work with me tab, and that will get you going. Um, All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Katie. All right, Katie, we are good to go. So I would like to start by just welcoming you and also having you just share a bit about yourself with everyone here. Hi, thank
1: you for having me. Um, Yeah, so I'm Katie. I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I am a therapist and specialize in eating disorders, body image, and postpartum mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also do coaching in addition to therapy. Um, I have two daughters, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I'm in private practice, so I work for myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's about it, I guess, in terms of like Work stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, how did you get into this? This, you know, I don't yeah. know section of work, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, I have been a therapist for a while. Um, I went to grad school right after college and knew I always wanted to do therapy. Um, so, I have been in the in like a therapeutic role since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started specializing in eating disorders and like related behaviors after I recovered from an eating disorder. So that would be in 2016-ish. That's when I recovered. And then I started specializing and getting a lot more interested in treatment of it in like 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I was, I was probably like, I mean, I know that I actively had an eating disorder while I was a therapist for several years and I didn't even recognize that um, as my my eating disorder stuff showed up pretty normal looking um mm-hmm. and by normal it's air quotes for everybody listening not like <laughs> diet culturey um and not nothing like alarming um weight wise that people would have been concerned about so um i just yeah, so I was like a practicing therapist throughout like part of my of 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 my sickness and mm-hmm. um yeah. I mean, I think I wasn't specializing in it, but I definitely was not. Yeah. I wasn't like healthy at that point in my life. Um, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting to that, or to think about the way that, so many people struggling with disordered eating actually just sad I should say it's sad to think about that so many people struggling with disordered eating or eating disorders can just like skate under the the radar right whether it's because their weight is alarming which like eating disorders are not about
1: weight right I know they they aren't at all and and that's not what most of us are shown and taught and if you're not in the world that we are in you really often don't know that like Mm -hmm. and by our world I mean like the treatment provider type of world yeah um, I think I probably could have lived with that my whole life, to be honest. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't in a good place, but I think that a lot of people eat and lived the way that I do and think it's normal <laughs> or did not anymore. Um, and so, yeah. And I think that that's actually a lot more common than like what people truly see like disordered eating or eating disorders to look like, mm-hmm. it's not, always. it's not often that like, you know, the Lily Collins movie, right?
0: And so, in fact, for most people, it's not, Um, but yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I want to chat with you today a little bit more about just like this idea of how beliefs impact, you know, body image. I saw that you were like doing a masterclass a few weeks ago on this and like made a post about it. Yeah, And I don't know, I just think it's really interesting. It's an interesting like lens into the body image stuff. So maybe you can just like, introduce like your thoughts behind that or just like your initial thoughts on that idea of like how beliefs impact our body image
1: yeah so I okay um I recognized not that long ago maybe like a year or two ago that my um the way that I felt about my body um had never really had anything to do with weight Like, and I always thought so strongly that I'm going to feel better when I'm skinnier. Like, like I'm going to feel better when I'm skinnier. I'm going to feel more confident and be happier. My whole life is going to come together. Um, And then I get to this place body-wise where I am thin, thin for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't have those things. I'm not confident. I'm not happy. I'm not on top of the world. And in fact, I am the opposite of those things. I'm anxious. I am obsessive. I'm fearful. I am, um, disordered, right? And so now at one of my higher weights, I have a much better sense of confidence and love and joy. And yes, I still, um, am in a thinner body, right? So it's not to, to say that my body changed significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this higher weight, I had like, I recognized that I had a lot of deeply seated belief systems that have impacted the way that I saw myself and the way that I believed, um, you know, kind of like this magical thinking of when I get here, I will be happy and I will be better, joyful, smarter, um, more lovable, more attractive, right? All of these beliefs were tied to what being skinnier would be. Yes. And I got there, but none of those things came right. And it took actually gaining weight and like being in the body that I'm meant to be to find all those things. And so when you really break down like belief systems, right? Like, you know, we're all taught at a young age, like being, being healthy means to be thin, being healthy means to be this, like thin people have it all. They're successful. All these things like that is a system of beliefs, right. That like has penetrated everyone. And we don't recognize that like I'm having a bad body image day maybe because of the beliefs that I'm holding about what body image means versus like it's versus my actual body. It's rarely, rarely about your physical body Mm -hmm. because your body doesn't change drastically day to day. Whereas our feelings can, right. And like thoughts can, you know, Yes, I can feel super hot today and tomorrow I might feel like, hot garbage because I'm having like a hard day. Right. Yes. And I could take that out on my body and be like, Oh, I look so X, Y, and Z today versus what's actually happening in my internal world or external world that is making me feel like this. Yeah. It's almost
0: a way of of avoiding looking at that. Right. Like a hundred. Yes. (laughs)
1: Right. Which, which to me, in my opinion, like obsession with body and body image is distraction from like real shit you know?
0: It also made me think of when you were saying that like, okay, so we're attaching like happiness and success and like sunshine and rainbows to like being smaller. It's almost a way of, um, avoiding giving yourself access to those things now.
1: A (laughs) hundred percent. Right. And like a belief that you don't deserve them until this Mm -hmm. happens. And I, and I found, you know, like in therapy, they're like, you know, like to truly change, you have to accept how you are right now, right? Or to like let yourself be you and like with all flaws and whatever. And it's like these barriers that we put up, mm-hmm. um, like I can't find love unless this, or I can't have friends unless this happens, or I'm not going to be successful in my career unless this. And of course, there are many structural and systemic things that do make that more difficult for people who are in larger bodies. Yeah. Um. But the belief stuff, like, in the emotional stuff, that's us. Like, we yeah. put that on ourselves a lot of the time.
0: Totally. And we can free ourselves from you that. can change it. Right. Yeah. You can change it. Right. This also makes me think of it, like, body says isn't the only way we do this to ourselves. Right? Like, the mm-hmm. the idea of, like, when I find someone that, you know, or if, when I, like, fall in love with, like, Prince Charming or something, like, then all these things will be perfect and I'll be happy yep. and everything will be great. Yeah. Right?
1: And for so many people, I think it's when I lose the last 10, yes. I, you know, or like when I finally like am fit or when I'm finally right, like get married and when I finally have kids, like
0: uh-huh.
1: when I finally X, Y, and Z, then I will have it all or I'll be yeah. happy. And happy is a, an emotion. It's like a, it's not like a permanent state. Right. <laughs> so uh, like, right. But like, okay. that's a belief too. Right. And so mm-hmm. kind of looking at, and, and it's, and it's, I think freeing in some ways and hard in others that you don't actually have to change your physical body to like it and to have a, a decent sense of body image. And in my brain, a decent sense of body image, what I teach and what I believe is to not think about it so much. Like for me, that's what it is. It's not like loving it all the time or thinking about it all the time because Like I said earlier to me, that just feels like distraction from like our real gifts and talents that we may not be sharing with the world.
0: Right. Like even if we're like shifting to that place of like, okay, now I love my cellulite and like I'm excited about roles. Like you're still focused on your- Like you're still obsessed
1: with it to some degree, (laughs) right?
0: Right.
1: And I think in some, for some people in recovery, that becomes like a natural progression of like, okay, really hated myself. I don't want like that anymore. And now like I'm going to embrace these- you know, whatever, nipple hair, Uh, it's a a stupid example, (laughs) but like, and it's like, fine. Right. But we're still not embracing the internal, right. We're like still kind of hyper-focused on, on, on the physical body, which is not the
0: goal. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so I would like to like have you highlight, and we obviously like touch on a lot of these. Like, highlight some of the beliefs that you commonly see. Like, right, like being thinner will lead to more happiness, whatever. Like, and then let's talk about like how do you guide people to like start to unlearn some of these beliefs, or like what do you do with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think a really common one that I see, which makes sense, is um, people equating um, their health to like their weight. Right. And so that's a deeply ingrained belief that I think it it takes a lot more than me to just tell somebody that that's not true. (laughs) Right. But, um, so that's a really big one. Um, people also, I have found like a lot of beliefs around weight on their body and like ability to be desirable and attractive. Um, and so people believe, um, if I'm thinner, like I'm I'm prettier. I'm more desirable. I'm more attractive, like, especially in the dating world.
0: Um,
1: A lot of honestly, like success, Mm -hmm. a lot of like people have tied the belief of um, thinner people are more successful, more valuable. Um, And of course we have seen this messaging throughout the world. It's not like they just created these beliefs, which is why it takes a lot of it's unlearning. Right. So like you ask, like, what do I do with people to yeah. help? Um, I think we have to look at them like really strongly and, and not necessarily do like, is this true? Right. Yeah. But like, how does this belief serve me? Right. Because they probably feel true. <laughs> right. Yes. And like for a lot of them that felt true for me too. And when you live in the world that we live in, it's hard to find evidence of the contrary right
0: yes and
1: so what was helpful for me is honestly learning about neutrality like body neutrality and like passing that education along to clients and also um talking about how these beliefs feel right mm-hmm. because so the belief like when i when we read you know when we read most most of our people like mm-hmm. are familiar with health at every size once yes. people said that book It kind of like ignited a lot for us, right? Like, and I think that we can't do this type of work, body image work, eating disorder work without looking at all that systemic stuff, right? And that's, I think for me, what a lot of what Health at Every Size gave us um, Mm -hmm. was language and literature and research around that none of these things that we have learned are necessarily true. Yes, poking holes in that whole. Yeah, exactly. A lot of hole poking and a lot <laughs> of curiosity around the beliefs versus like, how can we try to change these immediately? Because that doesn't happen, right? Yeah, um, I love that. And like, truly, like understanding that like, there's nothing inherently wrong about the body. It's like our attachments to it, right? So like. You know, people often say like, well, I was so much prettier and happier when I was thinner. Like really looking at like, you know, like what about you was happier in that moment, right? Like what, what do you believe you put on your body in there? Like, were you acting more yourself? Were you feeling more confident? Were you feeling more social? Like what were the other things that were happening that you believe has to do with your body? And can that actually just be separate? Yes. And people like often get like like they don't believe me, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's and oftentimes it's like, well, let's just try. Like, let's try to see what this could be like differently, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. A lot of trying.
0: Yes, <laughs> and, and I exactly. like what you said. Like a lot of hole poking. Yes. Well, yeah, hole poking. <laughs> hole poking. Yes, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so great. I love that. So okay, as we like start to wrap up here, I want you to just kind of give whatever comes to mind right now for your number one, like body image healing recommendation, whether that's like maybe to someone who's like newer to this and like wants to figure out where to start with it, or just something that you could constantly come back to that you would recommend for someone listening that is looking for some guidance.
1: Yeah. Um, I think for, for anybody being curious about why you hate it so much right? And maybe hate is not the word that you experience, but like why you, we are so quick to criticize ourselves and criticize our bodies and not trying to change it, but wondering why, like, why is that the norm, right? Our norm is to immediately get up and hate something versus like, wow, like I'm so grateful that this is working properly today or that like, you know, I feel, right? Like our norm for a lot of us is like to wake up and be angry about something or be insecure about something. And that's a choice. Like we don't have to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. It may not
1: feel like one. Right. And that's where like the help comes in, like support, coaching, therapy, whatever. Yeah. But tri- I think getting curious around why we are all so quick
0: and eager to hate our bodies. Yeah. Is interesting. Yeah. I love that so much. That's, that's amazing. Um, okay, cool. Thank you so much, Katie. I would love for you to share where people can find you any resources that you have now or coming up or anything like that. So, um,
1: I am mostly on Instagram and my account is Katie Lynch LCSW Mm -hmm. And for right now, I am offering a digital course It's self-paced, but it's called Befriend Your Body. And so I made that course in conjunction with the group that I run, Mm -hmm. um, which is also called Befriend Your Body, (laughs) but it's a (laughs) body image healing group. And, um, but the course is a lot of education. And then like, how do we integrate this education with a lot of like, um, questions journaling prompts Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um and so that's a lower like cost option than you know doing one-on-one or group and you can still get a lot out of it I have found that people have really found it helpful um and then I do coaching and groups so that's what's going on for me yeah and you take people all over the place for your group yeah so for therapy, um, you have to be in Tennessee or Louisiana, but in, when you're coaching, you can be wherever you can be in Antarctica. And so, um, yes, anybody can reach out at any time. Um, yeah. So that's you. great. Thank you again, Katie. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode 79 with Katie Lynch. If you want to hear more from Katie, definitely follow her on Instagram. Her handle is at Katie Lynch, L-C-S-W, and you spell her name C-A-T-I-E, and then Lynch is L-Y-N-C-H. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I am accepting coaching clients right now into my three-month program, so go to my Instagram at the intuitive underscore R D, click the link in my bio, click work with me, um, and you can get set up that way. All right, guys, hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.